0: Music Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Well, hello, my beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers. What is going on? Today is July the 19th. It's a Monday, but you're hearing the show, or maybe this show got posted, I guess I should say, on Friday, which is the 23rd. So you're getting time warped a little bit. Let's go ahead and get our contact info posted, and then we'll jump in with the rest of the show. I do have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731-206-745-APE1. And that's where you can send any comments that you've got. You can also record your own audio, or you can send me a regular email. And the email address is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. Over on the website, you'll find buttons for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You'll also find a PayPal donation button. And if you ever wanted to support the show financially, just click on that and follow the prompts. If you wanted to support the show, but didn't want to send me some of your extra money, which is fine, I would ask that you go over to the website, click on the YouTube button, and that will take you over to my YouTube channel and just subscribe there. I am trying to expand that thing and uh, we're actually kind of making some gains, and I, uh, I'm i doing more videos and putting more things out. It's a pretty eclectic channel, but I think some of you guys might like some of the stuff that's over there. Anyway, if, you, if you're kind of a fan of this show, you may uh, like some of the stuff that's over at the YouTube channel, uh, and that is Every Blade of Grass. So, All right, let's go ahead. I think that's it for our contact stuff. Let's go ahead and jump in, and this is the last episode of season one so this is the season ender we left off on episode five with a bit of a cliffhanger Ray was in a bit of a pickle episode six which is entitled your mom's got a strong box opens up and we we are introduced to kind of these two oh I don't know you could tell maybe they're sort of druggies or they're kind of low-level street criminals I guess maybe is what we would call them they have some banter and stuff goes back and forth. And again, we're getting a little bit kind of more of the comedy element or kind of that dark comedy type stuff. What they do is they go out and they're looking for some stuff to steal. They are looking primarily for a car. They come across Ray's car that's parked in the hardware store. And if you remember from last episode, when Dave and Bobby came back out, the car was gone and they went driving around sort of looking for the car. So these guys are the guys that, the ones that stole it they take the car over to a chop shop deal is made Uh, they take off they have also taken out of the car before they dropped it off they had taken out the uh, safe in the little red bag so anyway those guys go off the chop shop guy or the guy who owns the garage is kind of looking around the car. He starts to hear noises from the trunk. He opens it up, sees Ray. Ray's like, you know, who are you? The guy panics, slams the car. And he understands, of course, he's part of the criminal world. He understands, boy, this is not something I need to be involved with at all. And so he takes a car out, sort out to the country, and then he runs back. Now, remember, this is kind of a, a smaller, maybe town that they're in. And I think You can sort of be out in the middle of nowhere in just a matter of minutes. It's it's close enough for people to be able to go maybe dump a car and then walk back. So he dumps the car out there uh, and kind of beats feet. Ray is able to get the trunk open and he drives back into town. He's hungry and so he stops at a little kind of like a local small deli. And while he's in there, we see that the two kind of street criminal guys or the, I guess we'll just call them car thieves to make it easier. He sees the two car thieves and he doesn't really pay much attention to them. But what had happened is I think in the last episode, Dave had taken his cell phone and had thrown it, either put it in the car or had put it in that bag with the safe. He hears, Ray gets a, a call on his phone. Ray, of course, recognizes he has a very distinct ringtone. Uh, and so he, he takes notice of those guys. He ends up following them. The guys are going to take the, uh, the safe back to uh, Bernie and Bernie is the guy who was running the chop shop and they're going to have Bernie open it up. So Bernie is getting ready. He's starting to cut it. They go back. Uh, he's starting to cut the thing up. Bernie kind of yells at the guys and tell them, you know, there was somebody in the, in the boot of the car. And they were like, well, we didn't know. We had no idea. We didn't check. So as they're getting ready to, as Bernie's getting ready to start to cut open the safe, Ray comes in. They eventually, you know, he just kind of walks in and they're so focused on the safe that they're not paying attention. One of the guys basically kind of, you know, feels Ray's presence there, so to speak. And and is like, you know, who are you? And Ray's like, you know, tell me where you got the car from. And one of them kind of pops off. Well, I'm not going to tell you anything. And so Ray gives him a little bit of a slap. And (laughs) the guy's like, uh, oh, we found it in the, you know, we found it in the hardware store. It's over in the car park in the hardware store. And then Ray's like, can I have my phone back, please? And the guy's like, sure, sure, here you go, here you go. Uh, Yeah, we didn't make any calls. Uh, So Ray takes the safe. He leaves the garage. He's not going to do anything else to those guys. And again, we see a little bit of that code of he's not going to kill these guys. They're kind of in the criminal world, but they didn't really do anything, I guess you say, personally to Ray. And so he's really not going to look at, oh, I'm going to, punish these guys or I'm, you know, I'm going to exact some sort of revenge on him. He just says, okay, I'm out of here. As he walks out to the car, he gets in the car and Dave pops up from the back. Bobby comes running up and they get in the car and they drive off. So some people would say, well, how did they, how did, how did they even find Ray? Well, again, they know the car and they were driving around town looking. And I think it's a relatively, you know, smallish town. And so it it, maybe it was a little bit of uh, good luck that they found Ray. Not so much good luck for Ray, but it was good luck for them. So what they do is they're going to head out to where Davros is. And then Ray says to Dave, he's like, you're not going to let me go, are you? And Dave says, well, no, I'd have to kill this guy, meaning Bobby. And then I'd have to kill Davros. And then I'd have to leave town. I couldn't stay in the state. Uh, is actually what he says. So they drive out to the countryside, they meet up with Davros' crew, which at this point is going to consist of Davros, there's another guy who's there uh, who's like, you know, one of his men, and then Bobby has come along for the ride as well, you know, he still stayed with him. So it's his Davros's crew is actually that other guy, we'll just call him Guard 1. Bobby and Davros. And then you have Dave, who is kind of like a freelance guy, sort of like how Ray is, but he is not part of Davros's crew. What I'll do now is I will go ahead and I'll play a clip and it'll be a little bit longer one, but I'll go ahead and play it. And it kind of picks up where Davros is telling Ray to go ahead and start digging a hole. And then we'll, we'll kind of play from there. And then we'll go on. So, give me just a second here. Hey, Vane Raymond. Good morning. Hey, bud. Yeah, good, good. That's all right. See that shovel there? Yep. You want to dig a little hole for me? Sure. How big you want? Ah, uh, start digging, and I'll tell you when to stop. Okay. All right. Look, we're all done here, right? You don't need me anymore? Yeah, we're good, man. What's up? Where's my fucking money? i ask you a question. When I first spoke to you about this job, what did I ask you to do? Asked me to grab him, come bring him to you, which I've just done. So I didn't ask you to drive all over the state looking for buried treasure? Nah. I should have fucking clipped you. Yes. Yeah, he's here, but Johnny and I have been freezing our asses off for hours. Freezing. Everyone. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. You live. Not personal, right? So where's this treasure chest? In the car. Okay. And you're going to share it with me, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, go get it out of the fucking car. Yeah. All right. So, we kind of leave that scene and we'll talk a little bit about kind of the dynamics of that stuff. Again, when um, Dave. Basically, was kind of waiting for them to, when when Davros asked Dave, he's just kind of standing around. He asked Dave, "Well, what's up?" Dave looks at him like, "Are you, like, are you kidding me?" And that's why he's like, "You know, where's my money?" Some people may say, "Well, why would Ray willingly start to dig his grave?" And again, what it does is it's going to keep Ray alive a little bit longer. So from his standpoint, it's kind of a survival thing. Of, you know, if if I'm digging the hole, they're not just going to, and if I refuse to start digging then they're just going to shoot me, and then that's it. Uh, But if I keep going, uh, at least I'm I'm buying myself some time. After Dave gets his money from Davros, he sort of sticks around, and you're kind of like, well, why is he sticking around? Why didn't he just walk off? Because he's pretty much his part of the deal is done. But I think he wants to see maybe what's in the safe, how much money's actually in there, and maybe even see if he can get a share of it. Even if now, again, he thinks there may be $160,000 in there. Uh, but even if he's like, well, they're only going to give me five, it's and they're going to keep the rest, if they gave me five grand or something as kind of a finder's fee, you know, at least I'll, uh, uh, five grand is better than zero. So I think that's why kind of Dave uh, is sticking around. So Bobby goes off to the car. He's going to, uh, he goes and gets the acetylene torch and the, uh, the safe, he brings it back, he starts cutting it open. Ray, at this whole time, continues to dig. How they're set up is you have, and I guess the other, uh, the guard, his name is Johnny. So we have Bobby is sort of crouched down on the ground, he's cutting the torch. Dave is sort of standing behind Bobby a little bit. And then Johnny and Davros are both standing sort of in front of Bobby. And there's a reason, which you're going to find out here very, very soon, why that's important. Bobby finally cuts the, the uh, safe all the way open. They're getting ready. He waits for it to cool down a little bit, and then he goes to open it. You see Ray is kind of keeping an eye on him. Right as he goes to open it, you hear this like beep, 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 and Ray immediately turns and kind of dives down into the hole that he's been digging, and then all of a sudden, boom, the thing explodes it knocks Dave back towards Ray. And again, these guys are probably all within maybe six to 10 feet of each other. So they're not that, they're really not that far apart. They're all kind of, you know, kind of close to the safe. Uh, And even Ray was, but again, Ray would have been shielded from the major part of the blast. Number one, he was down in the hole. And then number two, he Bobby took sort of the brunt of the blast, I think. So anyway, it kind of knocks these guys down, the other guys down. Everybody's been knocked down. So Dave, Johnny, Davros, uh, and of course, like I said, Bobby took the brunt of the blast. Ray pops up out of the hole. He's he, even he's kind of a little dazed, but he is like, okay, I got to move, move, move. He sees that Dave's gun he is laying on the ground next to him. He picks it up. He walks up to the, where the guys are. And again, they're only this whole thing takes maybe 15, 20 seconds. He picks up Dave's gun. He walks up. He turns. He shoots Bobby. He then goes over to Johnny. Johnny is just starting to kind of come up off his back. And as Johnny raises up, he sees Ray. Ray's got the gun pointed at him. Johnny kind of lifts his hands up like, no, no, no. And then Ray, boom, shoots him in the head. He kind of turns and goes, whew, and then he, so you can tell he's still a little, he's he's still even rattled by the explosion a little bit. He goes, he turns, and then he walks towards Davros. Davros is kind of getting up. He's kind of like in a halfway up position, and he's like, no, Ray, and then Ray just, boom, Ray shoots him in the head as well. Then Ray goes over towards, uh, back over towards Dave. Dave has gotten back up on his feet, and Ray takes out a cigarette and asks Dave, "Oh, hey, do you want to smoke?" He's like, nah, nah, thanks." And you can tell uh, at this point, Ray doesn't. If, if he was gonna shoot Dave, he would have. Uh, and so he's kind of just looking around. Dave's phone rings, and from the earlier episode when they were in the car, when Ray was driving, around, when Ray and, and Dave and Bobby were all driving around, one of the things that they were talking about was that Dave's wife was pregnant with his son and she was due basically any kind of any second now that type of thing uh or i think maybe i thought did they say that she was eight months so i think she maybe goes so anyway he gets a call on his phone ray's like yeah go ahead dave answers it he's like yeah 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 okay all right yeah 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 and then he says to dave says to ray you know my wife's it's just i think he says i need to fuck off and he said my wife's going into labor and then uh, Ray kind of walks over, gives Dave his gun back, and then he also goes over to Johnny's body, gets the keys to Davros's car, and he says, oh, I don't think Davros is going to be needing the Mercedes anymore. And then Dave looks at Ray and says, you know, and he's, he's, you know, he's kind of measuring up in his, in his mind, but he says, oh, I won't forget this, Raymond. And Dave, and then Ray says, ah, forget about it. And he's like, no, I won't. I won't forget about it. And then he he basically takes off, gets in the Mercedes, and goes. From there, we see that Ray is kind of just left at the scene by himself. Uh, One of the things that Dave had asked is like, you know, what happened? And he's like, oh, I rigged up a frag, you know, basically an explosion to the lid. So, you know, if anybody opened it, you know, they would get that. So the idea was, too, if... That's why Ray didn't want to open the thing. I think, you know, it was kind of like this little dummy thing that he had had all along, you know, in case he, you know, the world that they live in, you'd say, well, how plausible would it be that he would have a booby trap safe and all this other type of stuff? And I think you'd find it pretty plausible living in kind of the paranoid world that they live in. And I think it's also in looking back at some of the stuff that we've seen in the in here in season one over the past uh, five and, and including this one now six shows. We've seen that it's maybe it's a, it's a little bit of a smaller world. So people know who maybe some of the bigger players are. They would know them. Some people know Ray. Some people don't. Like I said, I think guys like Davros, guys like Freddie are kind of firmly entrenched, maybe in the middle, kind of trying to work their way up higher up the food chain. Uh, but they are definitely way above like street level stuff. Like they probably have their own small territories or small uh, hustles or something like that that we would call it, that they've going on. So you see that, you know, probably Freddy is a, a bit of a loan shark. You know, he seems to, he's got his club and he gives people money. But then he's also, you know, in a bunch of other stuff. And also what we've seen with Freddy, and I know I'm going off on a little bit of an aside here, but also what we see with Freddy is, Freddie kind of seems to be a little bit more of the middleman where some of the higher up people will come to him and say, oh, we need to have so-and-so killed. Like we saw when Ray killed that one guy uh, because they had thought that he had, that the, the guy, I think his name was Lucas or something like that. They had thought that Lucas had killed another guy that he owed money to. So uh, you know, and again, I and I don't know that necessarily that Davros is more kind of that middleman. I think he's more of an up and coming guy, and I think eventually he probably, had he survived, he probably would have surpassed Freddie. Uh, Freddie doesn't. Freddie has a ruthless side to him, but he is not as ruthless as uh, as Davros is. Uh, so anyway, let's get back to the to the close. So Ray is out there he's left out in the field with the bodies. He starts to dig the hole some more. And then he is, uh, going to bury those guys and get it, get the area cleaned up. And he gets a phone call and it's Allie. She's in the tub and he's like, he's, and she's asking him, Hey, are you coming over later? And he's like, yeah, I still got to, you know, some stuff I got to do. It's going to be a couple more hours or so. And then I'll be back and then I'll, I'll head back over. You know, I think what I will do, and we'll probably end it on this, is I will go ahead and I want to play you the kind of the interaction maybe between Dave and Ray. Uh, So hold on just a second here. I was in the box. Frag, wide little lid. You're a wily little gun, aren't you? Yeah. They warned me about you, that's why they teamed me up with, with Bobby. Okay, yep. Yeah, 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 calm down, yep. Yeah, 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 okay, okay. Bye. Ray, that's my mother-in-law. My wife's gone on of labour. I'm going to have a kid, so... I really need to fuck off. Hold on. I don't think Davros will be needing a Mercedes, mate, so... That's yours. Hi are you, Raymond? Forget it. No, I'm not going to forget it. So I did. I did want to play that because it's um, again. It does show one of the things I like about this show is there are some things that I would say are realistic and other things that, of course, that are not realistic at all. But one of the things I liked about the when when the uh, bomb in the safe went off is Ray is still pretty shaken up. He's out of breath. You know, he's. You can tell he's had that like that adrenaline dump. All that stuff and and a lot of other shows, you wouldn't have seen him be out of breath. You know, the 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 main guy would have you know would have not admitted to having a bad day and all that other stuff. So, again, that is it. Uh, like I said, he he eventually talks with Allie and uh, that's how the the uh, the show ends. So overall, my impressions of season one of. Mr. In Between are are really good. I think the writing is is very uh, tight and concise. It's very what I would maybe call lean, meaning that there's not a lot of extraneous stuff that goes on. Also, there are a lot of tropes that this show basically flat out avoids. Now, I did I, I did mention. When, in one of the previous episodes that I, I, There was maybe a couple of times Or at least one time I think Where the writing or the scene Or the, the reactions of Ray Were such where I thought it was a little Out of character From me and I thought he had When he was sort of yelling at the guys That he had kind of Had an altercation with in the parking lot I didn't think that that was That, that sort of meshed with Ray's stoic character and I think they kind of had him maybe overreact a little bit verbally and I talked about this on the other show uh, just so that it would make Allie kind of be like you know what's going on what's you know all this other type of thing so but overall I would highly recommend this show if you have for whatever reason bumped into this one and you have got made it this far they're they're in this show, there really haven't been too many spoilers as far as what's gone on previously, but I would invite you to go back, give a listen to some of the other episodes. I've, I've done each episode. Uh, this show to, for today is going to be probably, like I said, we're going to draw it to a close here pretty quick. I am going to, over the next few days and hopefully the next week, what I'm going to try and do is just get a bunch of shows recorded because it works out pretty well, and then I can just space them out and have them drop and I'll do maybe three, four shows a week for you or three. I'll do reviews. I should say of uh, season two, which I believe is 11 episodes. And then I think season three is, uh, let me click around here on the computer. Uh, so yeah, season two is definitely, is 11 episodes. I'm looking at it. So I will pop over here to season three and season 3 is 9 episodes. Now this isn't a, a spoiler, but I did want to talk about it here at the end of season 1. So the show has not been all the buzz that I've seen and everything, all the reports that I've seen, all the articles that I've seen. The show ends at the end of season 3. Now I have seen all the all the all three seasons. I know everything that happens and all that stuff. I will say that I think that the uh, the the main actor who is Scott Ryan, he's also the creator and the head writer. I think that he he knew, he found up enough in advance to where I think he knew what was going to happen uh, or that the show wasn't getting going to get picked up and so he was able maybe to end the show the way he wanted to. I I think that the ending of, and we'll say the ending of the actual show, I thought was done quite well. Um, There are, and I can't really go into too much uh, things here. The show, well, yeah, I guess I kind of have to hold off on that. Uh, But what I can say is that the level of writing and the level of acting and that type of stuff pretty much stays on par. It's, it's good all the way through. Uh, so I think what we'll do now is we'll call the show to a close. Again, if you would like to contact me, we've got the voicemail, which is 206-745-APE1, 206-745-2731. Or if you want to record your own audio, or send an email. I'll read it out for you on the show. The email address is thearmedape at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. Uh, you, I know the numbers are low. Hopefully we can maybe sort of build the numbers back up. If you do want to maybe support the show, tell some of your friends if you think they would like it, or if you think that they would uh, maybe like this show and then want to uh, call in. So if you're calling in anytime, you know, after you hear this, everything from season 1 is fair game to talk about and we are going to start season 2 which I believe will be the I think it's the 26th will be Monday. And so we'll start the review of season 2 episode 1 of Mr. In Between and that is called Shoulda Tapped. All right, my friends. I will talk to you guys next time.